The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. So later we're going to be joined, as we always are, by our great producer, Darren Ball. He's got questions and comments, and we're going to be hearing those. We do love them, and we thank you, and please keep them coming in. Uh, they're coming in in various ways, by email, to our podcasts, and so on, and we do appreciate them. Now, we've been looking for the last three shows at a particular quotation in the fifth freedom delivered by Mars Sector 6 through the outstanding mediumship of my master, Dr. George King, uh, primary terrestrial mental channel. And we've been analyzing four of the limitations that he identifies that stand between us and enlightenment and stand between us and cosmic consciousness. And I would say for sure, stand between us and real effective global world service. So the three we've looked at so far are racial prejudice adherence to and vain worship of the national flag, of nationalism, if you like. The third one was possession as a mindset, not that we can't have any possessions at all, not that we've got to give up everything we've got and uh, go out as virtually wanderers without possessions. Not that, but the mindset of possession stands between us and our advancement. And this one we're going to look at, and this is the most, as far as I'm concerned, to be very honest here, the most difficult one I find to talk about, because I think we all love our family, or most of us do. And in my case, I have a wonderful family. I was very fortunate, a really good upbringing. Um, And yet, Mars Sector 6 gives this for a reason, and we have to understand why he gives it. And that is family tie. So I think probably the best thing we could do is go straight, uh, Darren, to the extract, and then we'll try and look at the deeper meaning behind this. So could you please now play that extract for the last time on the Spiritual Freedom Show? A terrestrial man is continually limiting these latent abilities within his real self. He is continually imposing limitation after limitation upon these glorious aspects of true creation. And what is the result? Racial prejudice, adherence and vain worship to some piece of multicolored cloth. Our 
a possession. Family tie. I want to stress very clearly there that Mars Sector 6 does not say family, but he does say family tie. And had he said family, the meaning would be entirely different. And with Mars Sector 6, because he can be very terse, he's always very precise, we have to look at exactly what he says. So to be clear, he's not saying that family per se is a limitation that will prevent us from realizing the highest states of being. We know everyone who's ever entered a higher state of being has come from a family uh, in that particular life. And in our stage of evolution, we need family uh, in order to procreate, in order to raise children. Uh, that's the way it is. It won't always be that way on Earth. There's a different system on other planets uh, which doesn't involve procreation, and uh, the, it won't be the sort of family units as we have. Family units on this Earth can, can extend almost to, well, they have extended and still do to tribes and so on. That isn't always going to be the way it is on Earth. But let me be clear that Dr. King, when he lectured on this, um, said that it doesn't certainly mean family responsibility uh, because we should live up to genuine family responsibilities fully. And a spiritual aspirant should absolutely do that. So it doesn't mean, for example, as some disreputable cults encourage that we should reject all family connections, not at all, not at all. I want to be very clear on that. We're not saying that. In the Ethereum Society, we don't do that. And as I say, I'm, I'm lucky myself to come from a wonderful family. But let's look at what he actually is referring to. Putting family relations above spiritual duty would be wrong. Should that ever arise, and if you are a very uh, serious uh, spiritual aspirant, it might well arise. There's no particular reason, for example, why you should follow the, your religion of birth, as most people do. I think there's an example of family tie. They follow a particular religion, religion just because they're born into it. That doesn't make it true. You need to find for yourself the path you are meant to follow it, Follow regardless. Now, it, there may be no conflict about this in your family. But if there is, then your spiritual choice comes first. Mars Sector 6 tells us, by the way, elsewhere in this transmission, that no one is a nearer relative to us than our enemy. So when it comes to service... There's no more particular reason, other than if we have a family obligation, of course, which we should honour, let me stress that, but there's when no more reason why we should be concerned with service to uh, relatives of ours than we would be to perhaps even more needy people in a remote part of the world. I'm sure you're familiar with the old saying that blood is thicker than water, which is taken to mean that our bond with our physical relations is stronger than with any other person. But that isn't necessarily, isn't necessarily true either. It might be, depending who is in your family, but it might not be. There might be someone you have known 
for several lives. And once again, as with racial prejudice, as with nationalism, that's where reincarnation changes everything. You might have built up a bond of service. You might have built up a bond of truth between you and another soul, which lasts through the lives, and you might be much closer to them than you might be, I say might be, to certain members of your family. And so literally, it can be skin deep, uh, this connection. Uh, now, it might be a fam- there's a family person you've known for lives before, you don't remember them, but you have this very strong bond. And of course, if you've grown up with a person, you will be have a great love for them. There's nothing wrong in that. But in fact, and this might interest you, the saying blood is thicker than water is actually derived from an earlier saying, which means the exact opposite. And that is, I quote, the blood of the covenant is thicker than water of the womb. And what it really means is the blood of the covenant, probably the covenant with God, is stronger even than what is produced through procreation and physical relations. It's a strange thing that family tie is so powerful on our world that it has even transformed major religions. I'll just give one example. It is believed by people now, generally, and I'm sure you know this, that Christmas is meant to be a family occasion. And it's become that. And I want to stress, there's nothing. I've had wonderful family Christmases and no doubt will again. And there's nothing wrong in it. So don't get me wrong here, but it's that's one thing. You want to have a nice family Christmas, have a nice family Christmas. But don't think that that's what Christmas is really meant to be about. I mean, Jesus was not a family-orientated person. He left his parents, we're told, at the age of 12. And to quote, to go about my father's business. And he was talking about his father, God, not Joseph, his physical father. Some of his disciples left their families to help the master Jesus in his mission. Uh, Not ideal, you might say, but saving the whole world had to come first for them. Uh, Buddha, too, left his young family to perform his mission. Now, I'm not suggesting anyone leaves their family. Not at all. So please don't get me wrong, but it is strange that some religions have adopted a family culture which weren't based in that at all. I want to stress it again. It isn't necessary. I wouldn't encourage, and we certainly don't advocate in any way, and I'm sure Mars Sector 6 is not advocating this, that we cut off connections with our family. And as you, I think, see that I'm finding it quite difficult to talk about this because I want to be balanced and correct. But it's also true, and there must be a reason for him to make the point in this transmission about family tie, that we have been conditioned through the centuries and we're not seeing it for what it is and for what it really isn't. Blood may be thicker than water, or even if it is thicker than water, truth is our first priority, and it lasts longer than either of them. So over to you there, Darren, for your comments on this, uh, I think, very nuanced topic. 
Yeah, it certainly is. And I think um, it's a powerful message there, nevertheless, about following your spiritual destiny. And mm. uh, we all have a spiritual destiny, as we've heard many times from Dr. King and the Cosmic Masters. And even in terms of the question that you answered on the last show about, you know, our journey um, to cosmic consciousness and ascension and mastering all experience here on Earth. Yes. So I think it's uh, it's ultimately that that we need to keep in mind. Agreed, agreed. Uh, so if you're tuning in with us for the first time, I do invite you to check out, uh, find out more about the Nine Freedoms, I should say, and Mars Sector 6 at our website. That's ethereus.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org, um, where you can discover more about this great extraterrestrial intelligence who gave these teachings. Uh, now, I do pick out a question or a moment of truth every show. And I've um, actually, since we're talking about destiny this week, we have a moment of truth that I'd like to share. It goes as follows. Um, some 12 years ago, I became burned out of my job and resigned from both my job and profession and relocated to the South Coast. I knew intuitively that the next part of my journey had to do with yoga and healing, and I retrained as a yoga teacher and energy therapist. Although not unsuccessful, I knew that I wasn't doing enough and that I had to do more on a larger scale. One day, as I looked out my window, I saw the face of the Master Jesus in front of me, and I heard the clearly spoken words in my head, the greatest amount of healing for the greatest number of people. I realized that it couldn't possibly have been such a great master talking to the likes of me, but looking back, I feel that his image was projected there by my guides as a major clue that I would, so that I wouldn't subsequently miss it. Um, however, at the time, I thought it was a wonderful goal, but one that I had no idea how to achieve. I, bet I spent some weeks wondering if I should try to mount some kind of healing roadshow with others and take it around the country. But uh, nevertheless, I found myself a couple months later at the Mind Body Spirit Festival in London and drawn to the Ethereum Society stand. And as I paid for the newly published God's Guides and Guardian Angels, I was told that Richard was about to speak in a lecture upstairs. I rushed up the six flights and flew into a seat at the back. And after the lecture, I was browsing some literature when um, someone put into a flyer into my hand and said, here's a pilgrimage that we have in, in late July and do come. And uh, I'm afraid I became almost like the character from the Close Encounters film who had to get to the mountain. And my family must have thought I'd gone mad, but I announced that I was going to Devon for three days to climb a mountain with a load of people I'd never met. And I rang a guest house in Coombe Martin and booked a room, frigging that there must be someone who could tell me how to get there. Down at the Hunter's Inn afterwards, um, someone asked me how I'd got on. And I replied that I'd realized that this was it, that this was the greatest amount of healing for the greatest number of people. And the rest, as they say, is history. Gosh, that's a wonderful account. And actually, right in the middle there, she said, my family thought I'd gone mad, but I still did it. There's an example of what we're talking about today, actually. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I didn't even notice that. what you were meant true. to do. Um, and yeah, uh, and I don't think I can sort of add to it. I mean, I'll only just say that, you know, the impression she had of the Master Jesus' face, there are many ways that these things can come. Um, you know, whether or not it's like a contact with Jesus himself individually, which isn't impossible by the way, um, it, or whether it's an impression or a vision. Nevertheless, the message is a very, very great one. And boy, and she lived it, and or he, I, I don't know who the person is, but it's a fantastic account. And I think that's a great conclusion. Please always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. 